Have you tried changing your health year on year, resolving that this year things are going to be different, but nothing seems to change? Oftentimes, when things are not changing, we're following many wellness myths and not looking at the full picture, including our nutrition, recovery, stress management, leaving out mind-body connection. I want to introduce you to Wellness Redefined, a new podcast from Refillion Media that's here to dispel all your myths about wellness and fitness while sharing stories of how we redefine what it means to be healthy. On each episode, we'll be talking to experts from all walks of life who will share their own unique wellness journey and offer their perspective. I am your host, Tamika Rochester, founder and CEO of Harlem Cycle, a premier wellness space in New York City with a focus on indoor cycling. I've been an advocate for wellness since as early as I can remember. So if this sounds like something that could help change your life, go ahead and pause the show you're listening to and subscribe to Wellness Redefined on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to another episode of Between the Ropes with Brooke and Gina. We are so excited to have you with us today. The most. The most excited. Mm -hmm. Um, I had something really uh, cool happen yesterday. I was going to say, with the stinky kiwi? Oh, well, dude, I have a rash from the stinky kiwi. I bet. So yeah, guys, I don't know if you guys have heard me talk about it, but I decided to save this one really old bush looking thing at my house because it just grows without me having to water it. And it's really beautiful, but it smells like shit. It's, it's this, really pretty. It's, it's really pretty. pretty. But if anyone, if, if you learn nothing, if you have no takeaway today, <laughs> but maybe one thing it is that stay, you know, stinky kiwis will give you a rash. <laughs> they will. They will. The thing is going nuts. So I had to like trim it back because I'm like, it's going to take over like my not only my arbor, but my entire house. So yeah, I was out there trimming it and I'm just a sweaty, yucky mess, but you know, what's new? We're always sweaty, yucky mess. I, yeah. Um, I, wash, I washed and dried my hair yesterday. Looks well, really that's nice. good. That's and great. then, um, yeah, worked out. I, I went running today. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, you yeah. might think like, Oh, Brooke, your hair's kind of wavy. Did you let it air dry? No, no. That's from sweat. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. Tell me. Oh yeah. So kind, kind of a cool thing. So all of you CrossFit enthusiasts, because you know, Ooh. I'm sure that we still have some, some CrossFit people out there. I know it kind of started with that. Those people probably dropped off at some point. Maybe we, you know, gained some other people, but yeah, if you are a CrossFit <laughs> enthusiast, um, you know, that I, uh, have had, I've had the pleasure of getting to meet like different CrossFitters through Brooke, you know, and it's been very cool. And although I, I, don't really follow it. And I don't really know who people are. Um, I'm still not one of those people. Cause this is what I can't stand people who try to act too cool about it. Like, Oh yeah, that's so-and-so like, you know, big deal. Like I'm going to play, cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, Oh no, come on. Like they've still done something like really fucking cool. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I go to the gym yesterday and I walk in and it's, uh, it's like the really, it's like before a class like an hour before the class. So there's really nobody there. It's kind of like open gym. So Tommy, our friend, Tommy Marquez is there. And I look over and I'm looking at these two people and I'm like, huh, those have got to be like CrossFit athletes. Like they just, you know, look, look the part. It's this guy and this gal, this gal is just, you know, gorgeous, but also just super fit. And, you know, he is super fit and he has a glorious mullet. Oh, and nice. Yeah. And so I'm, and I look at Daniel and I go, CrossFit athletes, right? And he goes, yeah. He goes, that guy, he goes, funny thing, that guy just uh, won the games. And I was like, oh. So it was, uh, Ju- is it Justin Medeiros? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I didn't know who'd won. And I always love like meeting people or, or like seeing uh, like the, the real CrossFit people you know, or like people that like really follow it. Like yeah. we have some members that obviously, even though we don't call our gym CrossFit anymore, they, they are religious, you know, avid, avid CrossFitters and they went to the games and all this kind of stuff. And I walk around the corner and there's this gal, Melissa, and she had just like gone to the games and she's just sitting there like almost like starstruck, like real quiet. Mm-hmm. She goes, Oh my God, like real embarrassing. I had to, I had to like, you know, uh, practice my muscle ups in front of those two, two athletes out there. Like, she's just like, she's like, <laughs> I go, it's okay. 
okay, Melissa, I've hung out with these people before. They're really cool. Like they get it. Like, you know, they're not expecting you to be super, you know, good at what you do. Anyway, it was just really funny. So just like, uh, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, Keely, our coach comes in and, uh, she came in just like totally disheveled, like no makeup or hair's all fucked up. And, uh, she comes in and she goes to Dan and she goes, Oh, thanks a lot for the heads up. Oh, are you fucking kidding me? You know, like everyone's losing their minds. But anyway, um, very, the really, really nice guy. Um, he comes in the back and, um, and I go, Hey, I go, what did I say? I go, yeah, what hey. did you say? I, I can't remember. It was something really stupid. Cause he had already like made eye contact. Cause there's not, like hardly anybody in the gym. And so he like smiled at me, but they were in the middle of a workout and I like smiled back, smiled at all of them. And then went in the back and was doing my thing with my brother-in-law. We're doing like our, our banded pull-ups, you know? Mm-hmm. And so he walks in the back and I said, Oh, Hey, I go, Hey champ. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Did you also do, you did a finger gun? No, I didn't. I had my arms up on the thing. I'm like in the band, right? Hanging. <laughs> Hey champ. Like, oh, hey champ. <laughs> hey champ. Heard you won the gates. It's fucking awesome. You know? And he's like, oh yeah. And like, and you know, that's, that's really cool. And he's like, yeah, my name's Justin. I was like, Gina, nice to meet you. And then they went in the other room. Anyway, the point of me bringing it up is that in the meantime, Daniel and I are in the back and we're discussing the Bali trip coming up. That oh we, yeah. We were talking about. And I'm reading on the thing. It says that there is a street food tour. Yep. Okay. So I'm looking at that and you know me, I'm like, Oh no, no, no. Diarrhea. Like, uh, uh-uh. like you got to stay away from that shit. There's no way I'm eating anything on a street food tour. I already read. I read some stuff. Okay. So what we would, what we got to be really particular about is any fruit or vegetable that would have needed to be rinsed and, um, right. Maybe but- isn't like really cooked. Right. Okay. But I, okay. You know me, I'm still leery. So I'm telling Daniel and I go, you know, I just, I think I'm just going to say it's a no for me, mm-hmm. you know? And he's like, Oh, I'm going to eat. I'm like, well, you're just going to, you're going to end up in the hospital or something. You're going to end up with diarrhea. And so then we walk into the other room. He goes, well, I'm going to ask Tommy. Cause you know, Tommy has traveled a lot and gone to like a lot of, you know, eating like a lot of street food in different countries, but he's never been to Bali. So he's sitting on the bench with um, Justin and I, I don't know if it's his uh, girlfriend or wife, but her name's Ellie. Super sweet um, girl. <laughs> I'm a uh, girl. Uh, um, <laughs> female, uh. Well, I was going to say she's up from Australia. I don't know why that matters. Okay. Yeah, um, nope. It doesn't. Um, so we're all talking and he's asking Tommy like, Hey, Tommy, what do you think? Tommy goes, um, Oh yeah. Like, yeah. You know, I, I'll, I, I would eat food anywhere. You know, and so I'm thinking, ah, eh, still not, still not convinced. And Ellie pipes up and she says, cause they're in Australia. They go to Bali a ton, her and her family. Mm-hmm. She goes, oh no, no. I wish I could do her accent. It's so cute. Um, no, uh, she goes, they call it Bali belly for a reason. And I was like, oh, give me the rundown. She goes, oh no. She goes, anything with a cart, <laughs> anything you know, anything that's like on the street or in a cart, do not eat it. She goes, if it's a cafe, totally fine. You know, it was saying the same thing that you had already said about the water and all of that. And she, I guess she was saying like, I think it was, she said it was her dad ended up in the hospital, like on an IV. I was like, oh shit. Okay. No street food for me. Well, what I was reading about Bali belly. Yeah. It's, it's the same as like, uh, Montezuma's revenge. Okay. But how so, many, okay. But this is actually named after the country. Yes. But the, like the blog, the blog that I was reading was kind of saying like, it's not, it's not as concerning as like some people make it sound. Oh. And like, so the rule of thumb is like, obviously don't drink tap water. And so if it's like, you know, kind of says like, stay away from like the little, like one-off carts or things, because you don't know if they've like rinsed Yes. Whatever using the yes. water. And then they also taught, uh, recommended a, like a charcoal supplement. So I actually yes. ordered some. Yes, I ordered I it. I have it. That. Okay. Hey, <laughs> I know. Oops. I was so excited. Every time, I, it, every time it moves, it's like, I know I'm sorry. Well, I just popped it right out of my yeah. ear. I was so excited, but I ordered some. Okay. It's upstairs. All right. So I am actually Maybe the day we're doing that, maybe we'll do sub it and do something else. 
I'll have Devin look into it. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I know Daniel's excited for it. I bet I mean, Courtney he, will. I mean, Courtney's got a fucking iron stomach. stomach. Iron stomach. <laughs> Although I don't know. She's we were laughing that she gets COVID all the time. She's like a COVID magnet. It's because she drinks off everyone's drinks. <laughs> she does. <laughs> Just complete strangers. <laughs> oh, you done with that? But yeah. Who's uh, that? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't know. <laughs> oh, COVID again. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, but yeah, I did want to bring up that story too, because I, I always love meeting uh, people that are at the top of their game that are just really freaking nice people. Mm-hmm. And he, he was a really genuinely nice, nice guy. So very that's cool. awesome. Yeah. I've never, I've never met him. I've only seen, I mean, he's been like an up and comer because I'm pretty sure he started when he was a teen. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. I could just tell him looking at him. I was like, you're a year across. You're like an athlete. She was too, he? man. She was just, huh? How tall is he? I feel like he was taller than some of the ones that I've met. Like definitely like probably closer to eye level Okay, for me. Yeah. Cause I assumed he was little. Uh, I, I didn't, I don't, I mean, I wasn't really paying attention. You know, I was hanging up on a band and then he was sitting down. So, <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't seem as short as a lot of them. Yeah. But, you know, even Keely was saying, she was saying something like, uh, oh, you know, they're always people, they're always like shorter than I thought they were. But that's because you, you when you watch them on TV or you watch them, you think they're massive. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I, I would say he's on the taller side. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Oh, hey, champ. <laughs> Bridge one. such an idiot (laughs) you're such a nerd (laughs) it's such a nerd (laughs) it's funny What's up, everyone? It's Tana Mojo, and we're still canceled. Our podcast, Canceled with Tana Mojo, is back, and my favorite clean girl, Brooke Schofield, is by my side. We've grown up ever so slightly since our last episodes, and we're so excited to dive back into what's going on in our personal lives, gossip about pop culture, talk about lessons we continue to learn and bridges we continue to burn. It's going to be wild, hilarious, and probably a little bit messy. So pause whatever show you're listening to right now and go follow Canceled with Tana Mojo on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, or wherever you like to get your podcasts. So you don't miss out on your weekly dose of chaos as we laugh at each other, laugh at our own lives, and maybe even give you a little advice along the way. Woohoo! All right, you guys, me and Gina were talking. Um, after our last podcast, and we've put together a little challenge. Yeah, for don't be scared because it's really easy for ourselves and for all of you that want to take it. Um, you know, it was we were having a discussion that's basically about, you know, just the reality of life that we're all living and have been living for you know a few years now where there's just so much, it feels like there's just always something else, you know, like, eh, you know, add it to the list, Yeah, something else. And a lot of it is all around like fear, you know, and in a way scaring the population or the masses. And we're all just living in this, like, you know, almost feels like we're waiting for like, what's the next bad thing? You right. know, like what's the next bad thing? Oh yeah. It's gonna, yeah. It's gonna ruin our yeah, lives. What else is gonna drop? Throw a wrench in. Yeah. And we just kind of were discussing, and you know, I've also read some different viewpoints on it as well. We really the truth is like we can't control, you know, the ups and downs. I mean, we what we can do, we you know, what we can do is control how we react or control our mindset um, and work through those things. And there are some key things that I've read that are crucial in trying to go about your life and not have it be controlled by fear, you know, so we're not making decisions based off of fear. I mean, we really don't, 
once you take your perspective and you, you shift it from paying such close attention to all of the negative stuff and you flip it to, you know, things you're grateful for positives in your life, the people in your life, you know, all these things, all of a sudden, you know, your blood pressure drops, <laughs> you, feel, yeah, you feel better. And it feels, at least I think, you know, you can find that, that excitement again, just about, you know, what are you going to, what are you going to go after next? What's next for you? You know, excite, exciting things, whether it's preparing for a trip or a competition or, you know, just making new changes with your health. Maybe you're starting a new, you're going to a new school. Lots of kids are going into school right now. My little nephew just started kindergarten and, um, oh my gosh, Gina, Jax. What? What now? Well, he's so nervous. He's going into kindergarten and he was really nervous that he wasn't going to like make any friends. Oh, right. Yeah. You were talking about on the last one. Well, he had his first day, had his first day of school. Yeah. Let's me know. Went pretty good. You know, I think we talked about it yeah. was, uh, in the cafeteria with the, uh, the basketball hoop room. Yes. Um, well he had, I saw him last night. So yesterday we went to this parade, um, in Southern Utah and Santa Clara to be specific, they sent their, our first ever little league baseball team to the little league world series. So cool. First ever from Utah. And my little nephew is on the team and they got back. So they did a little parade thing and they all rode in on fire trucks. And then the coaches talked and we were all out there and he, he was, Jax was moping, just moping around. Robin said, he's been sad since you picked him up from school. And so, you know, he's moping and my, my, he's got his shoulders rolled forward and, he, you know, not really looking you in the eye when he talks to you, just in a mood. And so I'm like down there trying to talk to him. I'm like, look at me, I'm like, look at my eyeballs and lift your head up because I got a fused neck and I can't get down there that low. Mm-hmm. And he finally looks at me. He's got these sad eyes. And I said, what happened? What happened at school? And he said, his, te- his teacher moved in. Oh, <laughs> now he was sitting at the red table and now he's sitting at the yellow table. <laughs> and I was like, and he reds his favorite color. Um, <laughs> And I said, well, why did, why did she move you? He didn't know. He said, because she didn't want me to sit there anymore. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I go, I go, buddy. I'm like, were you talking? No. Well, you know, I'm trying to talk to him about, you know, just, she probably had a reason why she needed to move some seats around and don't be upset. And you just, you know, you might be sitting by new people, but just be nice and, you know, be the kid in class that everyone likes and everyone wants to sit by and be nice to everybody. You know, I'm having this conversation and I'm like, you don't need to be sad. I'm like, and guess what? Tomorrow when mom drops you off, she can ask your teacher why she moved you and you can figure it out. And he goes, right. We're standing right behind this like building down by the little league fields. I go, I don't know, like probably a little office or maybe somewhere where they put the lawnmower and he's looking at me and he goes, okay, but what's in there? <laughs> And I'm looking at him and I go, well, uh, uh, I'm not sure. I go, maybe a bathroom. He goes, what if it's not a bathroom? I go, um, well, maybe it's an office. What if it's not an office? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I go, I go, I go, I don't know, buddy, but, um, we don't have the keys and it's locked. So we probably can't figure it out. But that kid, man, he's got the, you know, major problems on his shoulders. <laughs> yeah. And I was telling, I was telling Todd, I'm like, man, I got a, got a glimpse into what kind of a parent I would be. He goes, why? How? I go, well, as soon as Jax told me, no, I'm like, if I would have picked him up from school for, you know, kindergarten, second day ever. And he's just so sad. I would have marched in that school and figured that shit out right away. Oh <laughs> I'd no. Have been, I would have walked him and like, excuse me. Um, can you clear something up? Why'd you move my kid? they're already they're like ruined his day now look at him look at him ruined his day (laughs) he's gonna get stamped as that parent all through school too (laughs) no but robin calls me this morning she dropped him off for school and says oh i I asked his teacher why he moved she moved him and just like make sure like you know if he did something or whatever and she said it wasn't him. It was a, a needed to move it was a different kid, but the teacher felt like Jax would would have handled it better, you know, yeah. than the other kid. <laughs> I'm like, did you tell her that, uh, that he didn't? 
he had a, he was really upset about it. Red's his favorite color. <laughs> I just love that. It's like the first day of school. It's like, he's not, he doesn't even care about the kids yet. Cause they're all new. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. They're the all new. Him saying that he had a couple friends and I was like, Oh, what's her names? And he didn't know. And I go, did you have lunch with him? Did you sit with him at lunch? Yeah. I said, what'd you guys talk about? Nothing. I'm like, Oh, oh kids always say that. What'd you learn in Nothing. school today? Nothing. So funny. Cool. Anyways, back to what I was saying, you guys, is we just decided that I think it would be great for us and in turn for you to maybe try adding in just some like little routine changes to see if not only we can, you know, feel better physically, but mentally and kind of help us set a precedent in the beginning of our days that helps us continue to have a positive day, you know, a good day. And, you know, they say to have a good day. I mean, that's a choice we have to make. And that's true. Now that I'm not taking away from things that like could happen throughout your day that just ruin your day. Right. But it is a choice that we make. So when we wake up in the morning, if you choose, you're going to have a good day. You can kind of, you know, it kind of almost sets a tone or a precedent that we're, if you, you get rocked a little bit or little speed bumps happen throughout the day. If at least in my mind, I'm feeling, I feel like it is a little bit easier to let them go. Like, don't let them ruffle your feathers too much. You know, whenever I wake up or I'm having an off day, whether it's hormonal issues, you know, my mom, my period, or I don't know, you know, sometimes like some people like Mondays, you know, for people it's like, Oh, Monday, the second we have that feeling, it's a Monday. And I experienced the same sort of mind, you know, I guess, realization of how we, of course we all know this, but I'm going to say it anyways, but the realization of like how powerful our mind is, is like, even with my training, when I was competing, you know, I on the docket, like a day of training was always very jam packed. And sometimes it was, can be very overwhelming. You know, I had to, when I would look at what I had to do that day, there's always a lot of stuff that's like, oh man, you know how you, you want to put it off because you know how hard it's going to be and how terrible it's going to feel, you know, but to get better, those are the things you have to do. You have to do the things you're not good at, not always do the things that you like or you enjoy. And so I would have to sort of prepare my mind around my day of training. And it's, you know, it was like, I would be aware of like, it's okay that I don't feel super excited to do X, Y, Z, but I got to do it and I want to get better and it's going to be good. It's going to be hard, but it's supposed to be hard. So, you know, don't get upset if it feels, if it feels too hard or feels like I'm not good at it because it's supposed to be hard. You know, it's, if we're trying to progress, then every time, as we get better, you have to make it a little harder, make it more challenging. And that's how we keep getting better and better and better. And the thing about a mindset is it's a little at a time. It's a compound effect. It's practicing small changes to your mindset. It's starting to practice to be more self-aware of what you're thinking and what you're saying to yourself when you feel a certain kind of way, whether it's you're happy or you're upset or you're easily irritated or whatever. There's obviously a lot of outside factors that affect those things too, but practicing to just be self-aware in moments when maybe something doesn't go great for you, then paying attention to like, what are, what's your self-talk? Like, what are you saying to yourself in those moments? It's either picking you back up or it's just digging you a deeper hole into a very negative mindset. I hate you. You're ugly. I hate yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> slam, 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 slam. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> um, so with this challenge, we've got a few things that we're going to do. We challenge you to try them as well. First, it's going to be when you wake up in the morning, obviously wake up, tell yourself you're going to have a good day. And we want you to go one hour without your phone. So a lot of us use our phone for an alarm. Mm-hmm. So once your alarm goes off or you get up, do not get on your phone. Yeah. Don't be scrolling in bed. Mm-hmm. I mean, like so, I would, I, or like play, like I would always play a game or something, mm-hmm. you know, there's wasting time. 
So don't get on your phone. Now, if you're someone who's like, well, I have work and I use my phone for work, then get up an hour earlier. Yeah. Get up earlier, get Mm -hmm. up earlier. So you can really have that time to yourself to almost like choose to have a good day. There's nothing that's going to pop up an email, whatever, a text that's going to immediately decide that for you. We want to take the power back. Okay. We're going to decide we're having a good day and we're going to go no phone for the first hour. And in that time, you're going to go outside. You're going to get outside. You're going to get some sun, you know, some sunlight, morning sun. And I would urge you to go for a walk. So you guys remember I challenged Gina to do her get up an hour earlier, go outside, go for a walk. So you're getting some exercise, getting your blood flow, your, you know, your blood moving. And it's kind of like a quiet time where you can, you can go through like a checklist of like, what, what do I have to do today? What are my most important things? What are the things I have to get done today? I can't put them off anymore. So take the time in the morning to relax, choose to have a good day, and then maybe go for a walk. Um, I obviously can't give you numbers, but there is, there have been studies to show, or you, you may have heard of it, you guys that are listening, certain companies or businesses, they actually will do meetings with people on a walk. They'll go for a walk with each other and they'll have a conversation. And I think that that is just a really great way to problem solve, um, maybe like diffuse uh, stressful times and helps you relax and lower that blood pressure. Like I'm assuming that everyone has high blood pressure. We actually just took our (laughs) blood pressure because my nephew is in going to school. He's getting his EMT. Oh, uh he got here and he said he, what he learned today is they learned how to take blood pressure. So, you know, he takes mine. How was it? It was good. Good. Um, and he took my mom's and took Robin's and then took Todd's. Now I always have lower than Todd. He beat me today. <laughs> oh, was yeah, I, my, mine was, uh, what was it? It was 118 over something, but it was lower than what normal is. Just uh, mine's always been lower too. Yeah. So is my mom. Except mom's. for when I played that game right before, remember I told yep. you about when I <laughs> yes. downloaded that match 3D. <laughs> yeah. Then you Your the blood pressure is through the roof. You're like, hang on, no, try again. <laughs> Sorry, I've been matching out in the out in the waiting room. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just I've been matching toys. Stressed. Stressed. Yeah. High stress. <laughs> you wouldn't believe how hard it is. <laughs> um yeah, on- so- Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but yeah, no, you're so, good. Uh, we were talking about it because when Brooke told me it was like a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, she was like, yeah, you should like get outside. And then we were like joking that that was going to be our thing. Like, Hey, just get, get outside. Get outside. I was like, you know what? I do need to get outside because I mean, it's not like I, I'm never outside. I just wanted, I was like, I need to start my day earlier. So I did, I started like setting my alarm for like six 45 getting up. And what's really cool about it is that I got my sister doing it. Still trying to get my older daughter to do it. She is very resistant. She is also not a morning person, but, um, it's been awesome. Uh, we, we were doing every day. I'm still like getting up and mostly, mostly every day doing it. Um, now her kid has started school. And this is another thing. Like we talk about, like you were talking about like your training or, or whatever. We understand that people, I mean, like I have been a working mom and a stay at home mom. I know how difficult it is to fit in any kind of like me time, but it is important to do. And I understand too. It's like, maybe you're a single mom. Maybe you can't leave the house. You know, maybe you got to get your kid ready. What, whatever it is, we understand that there are outside factors that don't make it as easy for everyone to do. I mean, I, I know that if somebody had told me this when I was in, when I, I call it being in the thick of it, mm-hmm. you know, having all four kids at home, but it is true. You can just get up a little bit earlier, you know? I mean, cause the thing is, is that I, cause I used to wait until the very end of the day. Cause I would be like, Oh my God, you know, I stayed awake too late last night. I just want to get like that extra hour of sleep. I don't, you know, I don't want to get out of bed yet. I'll just go later. You're not going to go later. Mm-mm. I mean, once you get home and you've got, you know, you're, you're maybe home from work and you're getting your kids homework done and then you're doing dinner and then you're cleaning up. You're, you're just going to be too exhausted to go anywhere. 
even if it's like 30 minutes, wake up 30 minutes early. I don't even have kids and uh, I'm too exhausted to go. <laughs> well, no, I know, but that's, I know. And that, but that's what I'm saying is that there are, I remember so many times finding reasons why I, why, and that, and that's another thing that's really hard. Like sometimes like when you watch, I'm not talking about like you, what I'm saying is like, when you watch all these people, like influencers, like on Instagram, making all of the rest of us feel like pieces of shit. It's like, we, you know, we have to, we have to remember that, that it is, it's their job. This is their job is what, this is what they're doing. And I'm not saying none of them have kids or whatever, but everybody's situation is different. And there are people who just really don't have a second to themselves. So, so we understand that, 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 that is out there, but you could, I mean, even if it's like 20 minutes, get up 20 minutes early. If you can't leave your house and your kids sleeping inside, walk around outside, do laps around your house, mm-hmm. something. You don't have to go far. You know, Robin Scott with Jax um, and making him go outside for 30 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. It's five, you guys. Um, and she was showing me these pictures because they got for his birthday, like a trampoline, mm-hmm. it's like a smaller one. And it has the, the netting. No, the net, huh? And he's out there, him and Jax are on it out there in his 30 minute out, outside time. And he's on the tramp and he's leaned up against it. And his face is all pressed up against the, <laughs> and he's just like, can I come in now? Can I come in? <laughs> or like we were sitting watching one of the little league games Yeah. and Robin and the kids were here. I was with my mom and Jax did not want to watch the baseball game. He wanted to go in the other room to watch a movie or watch a, you know, a cartoon. And I was first saying, I was like, just let him go in there. And Robin said, no, because he only is doing this and moping around because he wants Dick to get his way. And he needs to know that that doesn't work because he's about to go to school and you don't do that. Right. right. You don't dictate what you're doing. When so you're we doing made, it. she makes him sit on the couch next to me and he's just, well, for one, he's sitting on the other side of Robin and I've got a blanket on my lap. We're watching the game. And he goes, he does this all the time. He goes, since he was, I mean, he's little, but since he was really little, he goes, I'm really cold. I've got the blanket. Right. He's on the other side of the couch. And I look at him and he goes, yeah, I'm really cold. He wants the blanket. Right. And I go, oh, do you want this blanket? He's like, yes. Yes. So Robin, we just put him in the middle. He sits next to me and I got the blanket on him and he's curled up next to me and he's just got his face up against my shoulder and he's just, I'm trying to watch the game and he's just rubbing it. Just trying to get some kind of attention. Yeah. Rubbing his face on my shoulder. And I was like, Jack, stop. I'm like, although your baby skin feels really nice. (laughs) He's like, and he's just making noises and he's just being annoying. And so my mom goes, Robin goes, he takes a blanket off and she goes, stand up. So he stands up and then he sits down and he stands back and he goes, I'm standing. And she's like, my mom goes, you need some exercise. Go outside and run around the pool four times. My mom makes him go. He goes outside. I used to do that to my kids. And run like, down to the end of the driveway and back. I'll time you. Yeah. So he's out there and he's like, he's not really a runner, you know? And he's out there and we're looking, we're just watching him out the window and there he goes. And he's, I call it more like a giddy up. He's got, yeah. like, he has like this weird little giddy up and he's running. He's running and he's huffing, puffing, you know, and He's getting all red cheeks and he does two and he starts coming to the door and we're like, no, you got to do one more. You got to do one more. <laughs> he runs back around, runs back and he comes in and he goes, why did I have to do that? <laughs> because you're exhausting us. You need to be exhausted. My <laughs> I know. Yeah. Jordan, Jordan used to do that. My oldest, he used to say, oh, well, God, what do you, if he was cold, he'd look at you and he'd go, I wish I had a blanket. Yeah. Everything was all I wish. And I'd be like, well, you need to ask me exactly what you want because I'm not a genie and I don't grant wishes <laughs> every single time. Everything was like, oh, I wish. <laughs> it's like, just ask for it. What do you want? I wish I had I a blanket. I wish I had a blanket. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, go and get up and get it. <laughs> Just, well, here you go. Kids are funny. Too. Oh, yeah. And then the last thing you guys for your challenge oh, yeah. is, and I will say this, um, one week, do it for one week and see how you feel, you know, see if you like it, but we're challenging you to do these things for one week. And I also wanted to, if you'll take this challenge, all of your drinks throughout the day that as aren't, I'm, as I'm drinking a root beer, <laughs> I'm drinking coffee yeah. but that aren't water substitute it for water. Okay. Oh, my stomach is making the weirdest noises. Um, said water, water, sugar, sugar, water, water, sugar. Yeah. So substitute all your drinks you're usually having throughout the day for water. Um, if you're someone who's like already is an avid, like water drinker. Okay. You know, keep doing what you're doing, but replace those things with water. And then I have been, I've been drinking, uh, element, which is, it's L M N T. We've done ads for them before. Mm-hmm. It's a salt. It's, um, salt for hydrating. Okay. It is very important that we have salt in our diet, not just like table salt, but it's very important that we do have salt in our diet for our body, for hydration, for a lot of things. So I've really liked that brand. I put that in my water and that's more than enough for me. You know, and I've been, I've been working really hard on just keeping a lot, this big, like Nalgene bottle with me all the time, full of water. And that's helped a lot with getting more, I guess, just water in, <laughs> you know, it's not like I didn't drink enough water before, but like worst thing Which ever is, is my mom, water, water in. my mom, I'm sure a lot of you that are parents can relate. Or maybe you just can relate because you had the same experience with your parents. I remember being young and it, every time we'd be like, I'm hungry. My mom would say, go drink some water. You're probably not even hungry. You're, like, <laughs> You're not even hungry. You're probably just thirsty. No, I really am hungry. Oh, I'm go, really hungry. Go drink some water. And then, <laughs> and then ask me, tell me again. God, my mom uh, always, every time we were hungry. Tina. I know. Sorry. I'm just Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> um, God. I felt it. I'm sorry. Um, no, but <laughs> um, my mom, we'd always be like, mom, I'm hungry. She's like, get an apple, get an apple. Fuck, I don't want an apple. Got fine. It. Fine. Have some grape nuts. Yeah. Like Jesus. <laughs> no, I want something like yummy, like some chips. We I never had that chips. in our house though. My mom was like crazy health food nut. Crazy. Like everything. I think I've talked about it before. We had that awful like peanut butter that you had to stir. It was like a, it was a job before you could even use it. You're like, sometimes you were just like, mm. fuck it. I'll just eat the oil off the top. For real. Cause you get in there and start stirring yeah. it. And if it's like a new thing yeah. too, like a new container, you're spilling oil out the outside. Oh, yeah. Well, supposedly you're supposed halfway to halfway through your upside half- down. I've done that. It was like halfway through you get yeah. up. You're like, I don't even want it anymore. Yeah, I don't want it anymore. Yeah. So it's like, you really have to work for your food. I mean, I get it. Like, it's kind of like you know, back in the days where you had to like churn your butter before, before, before it's like giving you, giving you, I don't know, those kind of vibes, I guess. But yeah, it was like everything. Nobody wanted anything out of my lunch. Nobody. Everybody had like chips. I would have banana chips. It was like people would have like fruit roll-ups. I'd have fruit leathers. <laughs> Remember those fruit leathers? Yeah. They look like a giant scab. Yeah. Yeah. I would have those. It'd be like, Hey, anybody? Oh, you know, you cut the apples are all brown mm-hmm. and we never got peanut, but we never got jelly. It was always like the wheat bread with all like the seeds in it. Yeah. And then it was peanut butter and honey, which now I would be like, that's delicious. Yeah. But at the time I was like, mom, my lunch sucks. Dude, when I was little, I hated peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Isn't that weird? Maybe when that's I was weird, really, maybe when I was really little, I liked them. But what I remember is like, I never, like if there were, I, I didn't like peanut butter that much when I was little. See, I find that so strange. I know, right? Yeah. And um, yeah, I was like, I'd, I'd prefer like a you know, turkey sandwich. Maybe like when you were little, little? That, well, that's, Ru- I mean, Ruby, well, no, she liked peanut butter too. 
But yeah, she was like just, a, she was a turkey sandwich gal. I just remember always wanting more jelly than peanut butter on my peanut right. butter and jelly. <laughs> Makes sense. I was like, you can go light on the peanut butter. Did your mom, did your mom, like when my mom would like run out of bread, did she ever make, she would make, make them on saltine crackers. I mean, I've definitely had. You put peanut butter and jelly. We could get like sandwiches on saltine crackers. And that was like exciting. Yeah. That was like exciting for us. Because sorry, it wasn't jelly. It was honey. Yeah. Peanut butter and honey. Yeah. Well, uh, we've, I've definitely had that. She never did that and put it in my lunch. And when I was in school, um, I wasn't, I, unless I just don't remember from when I was really, really little, like mm-hmm. preschool, kindergarten. Um, I always had school lunch. Oh, so so I never, never had that, but we went to private school. I don't even think they had that. Yeah. Well, I think they had it when I was older. All I know is this, you know, I know that school lunch over the last many, many years has changed quite a bit. Oh, it's, not, it's so um, shitty really it's really really bad you guys yeah. so now i mean when i was growing up it was when you know the lunch like they like, prepared food oh right you know they like, like you had a lunch food. lady like with a with a thing on it like a- oh, yeah we and in elementary school i remember like um not all the time but certain kids got to go and work lunch so you went you got out of class early and you oh. went into the lunchroom into the kitchen and you had like your apron on and your cap and your and that gloves. was a good thing. Like you wanted to be that. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. And, um, then, you know, <laughs> you're just tricking kids into thinking that's cool. But then I remember when, um, like my nephews were in, you know, elementary school uh-huh. and hearing about like, you know, Lakin going to lunch and they were giving you like the tiniest amount of anything and you know, you learn too, like they don't make the food there. It kind of comes to the school pretty much already like prepared. And then all they're doing is like probably heating it and then just serving well, see, it. They, they don't even do that here. Well, here, all the kids, if they had a meal, it was like pizza day and they'd all have a personal yeah. pizza. So it was like, they weren't being served it. They were just, it was already like in on a tray, yeah, like covered up. And it would just be like handed out to the, to the, I don't know, whatever classroom it yeah. was. Oh, dude, I remember being in elementary school in the lunchroom, which was the, the big room with that, you know, the basketball hoop room. Right. And if it was pizza day, it was the kind of pizza that was, it was, um, like French bread into the, pizza? the kind that were cut into big squares. Yeah. Like French bread pizza. And whenever there was like, once everyone had eaten, then the lunch days would just put all the extra out. So you could go up and get X seconds. Oh, and then when my nephew was in elementary school, I hadn't really, obviously I don't have kids and he's uh, my brother's oldest. So his kids are, you know, the first kids that went into elementary school, not like that at all. You were not allowed to go up for seconds. And so that's when my mom, we started sending, she would take and take food to my nephew at school or send him with lunch yeah. because it wasn't, it wasn't healthy and it was not nearly enough of like what he needed. And, you know, kids with, you know, lunchtime, that's important. Like, you know, they you full and you feel good and your brain's working. You're hungry. Yeah. You're hungry. Although I don't know, my kids were always the worst. Cause like I would try to make them healthy lunches, Mm -hmm. you know, you'd make them like a healthy lunch, then you give them a treat, Mm -hmm. but then they, they're all the the healthy shit would always come back. Treat gone. Yep. (laughs) Then they got smart and they'd probably just throw the shit away. (laughs) Right. They're like, well, I'm just gonna get mad. Why didn't you eat your apple? I'm like giving them the exact same meal that my mom did that I hated. My mom owned a bagel store called Schnagel's Bagels. Schnagel's. And I remember when I was in sixth grade, um, you you know how like in school you can earn money, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's like you mean like, like an allowance, paper, like, almost like like you no know, like in school it's like almost like oh. monopoly money. It's oh, like uh-huh. you'd get. So if you, you could earn it in class, maybe mm-hmm. if there was like little, little quizzes or, you know, doing certain things you could earn it. So we had, ours was called coyote cash okay. because I went to, um, that was your mascot. It was coyote. Yeah. Yeah. And, but my mom for our school, she actually dropped off certain things. There were like, um, like bagel breadstick, like pizza bites and like bagel things that she would bring to the school because then they sold, there was a store. They had like the coyote store at lunchtime 
and kids could go and you could buy stuff there, like, you know, candy bars or food or pencils or I don't know, whatever else you needed. (laughs) And I never had school lunch because every time she would drop off that, I always would go to the, I would go to the office and she would also drop off a bagel sandwich for me. (laughs) Oh, yum. It was very good. Oh, yummy. So it was up until sixth grade. I never had any lunch from home. Then my mom started bringing me bagel sandwiches and uh, the rest is history. The rest is history. Dude, I was just thinking about it. You said like pencils. Like, I don't know if they did this in Utah, but but here the kids always had like magazine sales. Yes. Oh my God. And you know, like when you have multiple children and they're trying to get those shitty ass prizes, mm-hmm. like you're, you're selling like, okay, so my three oldest were all, you know, in this, in the same grade. So like they would always be doing everything at the same time. So it was like having triplets. So it would be like, okay, this kid wants to sell 20 magazines. This kid wants to sell 20, this, you know, cause they, they want to get that shitty transistor radio. That's worth like, you know, $4, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, but you got to sell 20 magazines to get it. And then I'd have to try to, you know, get people to buy 60 magazines. So what would I do? I'd end up buying the magazines myself. I'm sure your mom did the same thing just so that they would all like hit the, you know, what they would get, or they'd get like, Oh my God, I sold, you know, four, four magazines today. So I got a pom pom, Mm -hmm. like a fucking pom pom with two googly eyes that sticks on like their binder. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, what the you, hell is that? Do you remember? That is, that is not worth four magazines. No, we, I've, I've heard, I've heard so many of the, I mean, yes. When I was little, I remember like when it was, um, it was cookie dough. Oh yeah. There's always like a thing for cookie dough. So yes. I did that. I did that, you know, and all the little, you're getting pumped up like, oh yeah, whoever sells the most, I'm going to sell so much. Yeah. Just tubs and tubs. And of you're like going, you're dough. like little kid. You're like, no, going around. I lived in a circle. So going yeah. to every door, knocking on the door, Hey, uh, would you like to buy some? But now, I mean, my, you know, the grandkids, they're all going through that. Yeah. So I've heard so many conversations with my mom, with my niece of like, no, we're not going to buy more of that. And the prize you're trying to win, we can, we can go buy that for you. <laughs> Seriously. The prizes that they get are such shit. I just remember going, Oh, cool. I just spent, you know, Oh, I don't know, a hundred dollars for you guys to get one of those fucking sticky hands that stick to the wall. And now I've got stains all over all of my, (laughs) my, the paint of my, of your bedrooms. Cool. Like Jesus. No, exactly. Like, yeah, I'll go buy a bunch of pom-poms and, you know, get some sticky and put some googly eyes on them. You know, we'll just do our own magazine. We'll do our pretend magazine sales. You guys can get all the prizes you want. Do you remember the like not the can like basically a candy machine but you'd put your quarters in oh, and yeah push it in and pull it out and a binder would come out or no sorry a full um like a what oh man like a no, notebook this is news to me no really yeah. oh my gosh we had them in my my elementary school where you could get pencils that way like put your quarters in push it yeah. in set it out get pencils but there was one that it was like a little um uh, like notebook for yeah. writing in, and then like a little, like like a little one, like a little spiral notebook. They were there wasn't a lot of pages in them. Oh, okay, but yeah. it wasn't really small. It was like a normal sized notebook. Okay. And then also too, do you remember all the kids that all had the different um like folders? They oh, were yeah. all of the different um like My Little Pony themes. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh huh, uh huh. All my kids had to do that. Then you had, we had all of our erasers that you'd stick on yeah. the end of your pencil. I'm sure if there's any moms out there, I'm sure that they can relate. But like the first week of school was so, was a, such a nightmare for me. I mean, especially like with the three older ones, cause it was all three of them at the same time. And then, well, and even Ruby, cause like they were still, they were all, uh, how old were they when she went into, they were probably like going into freshman year when she was starting kindergarten. But that first week of school is if you get all of their lists of all the shit they need, like you are forking out hundreds of dollars on school supplies. It is absolutely ridiculous. I used to dread it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely dread it. 
And then, yeah, you got to go to like the, the place that has a this. And then, you know, they, they want to make all their special book covers and all this other shit. I don't know. It's, I got to say that is, I miss when my kids were younger, but that was just something that I dreaded every year. The last thing we can talk about, and then we can either you know, end this or move on. Yeah. Do you remember having to, this is more high school, middle school, high school. Okay. Having to cover your books. Oh yeah. So they had, yeah, you'd make them out of, um, what did you, we would make them out of paper bags. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you'd make them out of paper bags and, and then, then tape them. Yep. And then from there they started having those like stretchy book covers, yes. so, like slid on, slid on. Yeah. Yeah. No, like we were old school. You had to make that shit. Yeah, no, I, I definitely, I made some. And then my yeah. older siblings, they we all made theirs yeah. out, of paper, out of paper bags. Oh yeah. Oh really? Oh yeah. yeah older siblings. Bags. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I know all my kids, the older kids, I think that they, they, well, they're closer to your, your grade probably, mm-hmm. but yeah, they definitely got to the point where you could like buy the covers for it or they'd get real crafty, you know, make them out of magazines or something or decorate oh, yeah. them. Kylie's probably was all covered with CSI. <laughs> CSI Miami. CSI. <laughs> she was CSI Las Vegas. Oh. Through and through. <laughs> through and through. She Kylie was so funny because she always had huge crushes on way older men. Like Grissom from CSI. Like, I don't even know how old he is in that. And she was like in high school. And I kept thinking, oh my God, she is going to marry like a grandpa. Like she was obsessed, <laughs> obsessed with Grissom. And I I mean, he had to have been like. 50 something. Who was the other one? She was also obsessed with loves uh, crime, loves crime, loves crime. Yeah. Crime is sexy for her. Oh yeah. (laughs) Anyway. All right. Well, we should probably wrap this up. All right, guys, take the challenge. Take the challenge. One week. Let us, let us know how it goes. One week, one One week week. and see how you feel. If I can do it, you can do it. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm drinking an A&W right now, but I'm, I'll drink more water next week. Yep. Okay. All right. All right, guys. Anyway, guys, thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, five-star rating, five-star warning. And we'll talk, we'll to, you talk to you next week. Next week. Next Bye. Week. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.